Welcome back to another week, another episode of Generation X Gaming. I'm your host, 30 and Still Gaming, and joining me each and every single week is Sarge McCluskey. What's going on, bro? Oh, bro. Too much stuff. Every time we miss a week, too much stuff. There's a lot of stuff that there's a lot of stuff uh, that we're gonna talk about, right? So on this on this week's show, we're gonna talk about the uh, the crowdfunding Outer Wilds uh, debacle that's going on that people are talking about. We're gonna talk about the Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, it's out of beta. Uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit. We're going to be talking about E3. We're only about three weeks away from E3, and we have confirmation of what games uh, so far that we're going to see up as far as today, uh, what's going to be out there. We're going to talk about um, uh, Netflix might be getting into the gaming market. Uh, we're going to be talking about Monster Hunter updates. We're going to talk about Sony and Microsoft working together to create something. So that's that's going to be interesting. Uh, other than that, just other you know rants along the way as we go. Those of you that don't know what uh, Generation X Gaming is, it's a weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories in the past week, and we rant along the way. We're here live every single Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, or most Thursdays from the year. Um, we're going to um, we we are live here on Mixer, Mixer.com/slash/30andStillGaming. If you miss us live, you can listen to the past broadcasts on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Anchor.fm. There's a link down below. If you scroll, if you're on PC, uh, you should just hit a little tab that says uh, podcast, and it'll bring you to, uh, I believe it's anchor.fm or iTunes. Appreciate you guys very much for coming out and hanging out. If you're live in the audience right now in the chat, I do appreciate you. Best thing you can do to help us out is retweet my tweets, get more people that that, that come and follow you guys to come out here and, and join into the chat and join in on the fun. Real quick, let me turn in. Oh, yeah, Black Desert Online came out today. I forgot about that. You can you can stand in for about three hours just to create your character. It's going to be fantastic. Um, all right, so the first topic I want to talk about is it, not gaming, but it's it's big news, right? It's big news. We always talk about Star Wars. We talk about um, uh, Marvel, right? We talk about stuff like that. So it's been announced that Disney has three new Star Wars coming out. It goes all the way up to. I think it's like 2021, 2023, 2025, or 2022, 24, 26. And in between those years, they have Avatar 2, 3, 4, and 5. Okay? So they push, they push the Avatar movies back, and then they're going to go every other year. Sort of like what EA was going to do with uh, Battlefield, Battlefront, Battlefield, Battlefront. So we'll, we'll see if they keep to that, that motion that they're, they're trying to do. Here's the thing that I'm a little worried about. Now, I don't know how many people in the audience or listening on iTunes or whatever watch Game of Thrones. I'm pretty sure a lot of you watch Game of Thrones. And we're not doing any spoilers of Game of Thrones. But the writers, the writers that do Game of Thrones, I'm a little disappointed. Not because of what they're doing to Game of Thrones. But I'm a little disappointed because this is going to be the future of Star Wars. Okay, this is going to be the future of Star Wars, 
these two writers. And the first five seasons, you're right there, Sarge. You're right. Yeah, my chair got stuck on the thing that's supposed to stop chairs from sticking. <laughs> well, there you go. So the two writers, okay, the two writers, they they they've made every single episode from Game of Thrones one through five based off of R.R. Martin's work. Okay. And they're really good at taking someone's stuff and then creating it once it's already written. Right, they have adapted stuff and make it better, and they make it good. I don't want to say better, but they make it. They adapt it to film. Here's the thing: seasons six, seven, and eight were not part of R.R. Martin's vision, right? Because there are no books that they're going off of. Okay, and for the most part, episode uh, season six and seven were decent. Okay, but season eight has been one big clusterfuck after another. Now. If you're a lover of, of Game of Thrones like I am, right, I, I love it. I love the story. I love the characters. I love the progression. I love the story arcs. I love all that stuff. These writers have literally just taken and subvert your uh, expectations, okay, and they've just thrown it out the fucking window. So it matters not what you liked, what your characters were, because those seven, eight years that you were leading up to it, they completely did everything, right? Like, I love chicken. I tell you every day of my life, I love chicken. I love chicken. I love chicken. I I, I love chicken. And then all of a sudden, someone cooks me a plate of chicken. And I'm like, fuck your chicken. I hate your chicken. And chicken sucks. And you're like... I'm a vegetarian. Right. And you're like, whoa, wait a minute. This whole seven years, you said you love chicken. Now you get... No, I'm a vegetarian. Yeah, so they've taken, they've taken all the main characters and they've dumped, not on one, on like all of them. Right, like Jon Snow, the last like three episodes, I think he's had a total of uh, five lines and a couple of stares in slow motion just so they last there longer. Okay, it's very awkward. So the reason I'm bringing up all this is that these writers are the same writers that did Wolverine, one of the shittiest Marvel films out to date. Okay, you know the one I'm talking about. The one where he jumps off the motorcycle and hits the helicopter, and then there's Deadpool, and it's Ryan Reynolds, and his mouth is shut. Okay, you, you know what movie I'm talking about. The shittiest one, right? It's like the Green Lantern of the Marvel Universe. Okay, it's like the Daredevil. Okay, the, the Ben Affleck Daredevil. Okay, it's like the Elektra movie. Like, they're, they're just really bad. Okay, so these guys got a got a got their 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 break with Game of Thrones, and now these guys are on the pedestal, right? They could pick anything they want. They're like the kings of the of the land, right? They're sitting on the throne, okay. And so Disney hires them, right? And it's it's been known for quite some time. But the, the, but does does Disney though? They didn't write anything on their own. Well, I don't does know. It's still do any research. So. So here's here's the problem though, right? So seasons five or six, seven, and eight were all them, and they all went downhill. Okay, they all went downhill. Now Star Wars is in their court. We got rid of one. Ryan Johnson is no longer directing any of the new trilogies. He was supposed to get his own trilogy, and thank God someone heard somewhere and they said Bob Iger said he's not part of the trilogy anymore. He's not he's not getting anything. I don't know how long that's going to last for or whatever, but he's no longer part of the trilogy going forward. Now we have D&D, &D, or as everyone's calling them, Dumb and Dumber, okay? They're in charge of the Star Wars universe now, and I don't know how this is going to... I don't know. Right now, Star Wars is like this. Like, it's a stock market crash is happening, right? So it's more of an angle. 
it's more like it's this. more like a steep hill yeah yeah, yeah it's not a, it's not a steady decline it's it jumped off a cliff i i know green lantern's dc hence why i said it's the green lantern of the mcu is what i said i said green lantern was a bad dc movie right that's that's what this is it's as bad as that um so moving forward these guys are in charge right of the star wars branch and i don't know what to do with this i don't know what to do with this right they can't write they can't write it's been proven well, multiple well, times they well, can't well, write so they can they can they can write my, my here's here's how i'll change what you said i, I believe they can't write I believe that Star Wars falls under a special category of movie. The number of people that grew up watching Star Wars and the number of people that had kids and brought them to see the new trilogy and the number of people that to them, it's like a religion. It's not it's not a it's not a movie. It's not just a series of movies. It's like a, it's like a religion to a lot of people like. The, the the inner stories, the the plights and the the the, the character arcs are, are very tangible to a lot of people. Okay. And so for for Disney to get back to where people wanna go see Star Wars because they wanna they wanna relive their childhood again, like that kind of level, you need to have writers that love who, Star who, Wars. Who knew Star Wars, right. grew up with Star Wars, right. and are passionate about Star Wars. And if you don't fit that criteria, if you don't, if you're not in that criteria at all, then it's not going to work. You might be the the only way I see this working for Disney, if they really write as bad as everyone believes that they do. Like they, if they can if they can take an adapt an, an adaptation and make it better, but they can't write on their own then that means they're going to have to take from any story of any book ever that Disney wants to make canon and have them go off of that, right? They can't go from scratch. You can't have, as you guys call them, dumb and dumber. We can't have them go from scratch and try to make a trilogy. It's not going to work. Yeah, I, I, here, here's what I think happened with Game of Thrones, right? They got so high up, they started getting offers two, three years ago on what's happening now, right? And they're like, all right, well, let's just finish out Game of Thrones. And they kind of have, like, senioritis, right? It's like your senior year, you've been in high school for four years, you know it's coming down to an end, and you just don't give a shit anymore. You're just like, we're going out the door. Yeah. It doesn't right. matter, right? It doesn't, right. It doesn't matter. We're, we have a bunch of job offers. Right. We already we're have good. our – we already lined up. We're already good, right? We're already left brain-wise. We're already gone. We're, we've already set sail. HBO offered these guys more episodes – they said, they, wanted. they said you could take as long they, said, they, said they needed. Yeah. You could take as long as you want is what they told them. And they said, nope, we'll do six episodes. And I'm like, oh, God. Now that I know that, I'm just like, what? What do you mean? Like, you said no? It's because they're done. They are done. They're ready they've to been, move on. They're ready. They've, they've been, listen, if you've been doing the same show for eight years, I get it. I get that you're done. But finish it the right way. Yeah, you got to put it the right way. HBO has so many. Right HBO has so many issues with taking great series because over the years they've had some of the best television series on TV. Right, Sopranos. Sopranos ended stupidly. Right, we we, we can all agree there. Entourage. Entourage ended really dumb. Right, 
True Blood. True Blood ended really stupid. It, it, it went off the rails, yeah. Right? Like, they've all went off the rails the last season because HBO just doesn't know how to, to, end, end to end something. They can create it and hype it up, but then they should just get canceled. They should literally just cancel and be like, that, that's it. That's the thing I don't understand about HBO, like when, when shows are on a, on a station like that. How do you get canceled? Right, like right. People are being paid. Right, right. You're being paid whether or not they you watch the channel subscriptions or not. anyway. Right. right. You have subscriptions. It's not like you've got ratings. Yeah. So when they show, when they say a show got canceled on HBO or Cinemax, I'm like, well, that just sounds dumb. Yeah. Why don't you guys finish it? Just at least finish even, it. Even Deadwood. Remember Deadwood? It was so good. And then season three kind of went off the rails. You know what I mean? It, it's just. So many things, so many things. Six feet under. All right, so we'll give them one. We'll give them one. I stopped watching Six Feet Under. I think after season two, so I went off the rails of of the show. But I don't know, man. I don't know. Star Wars is in a bad place. I don't know what they're going to do with this last Star Wars. This is the end of Star Wars this year? We've had the end of Marvel. We've had the end of Game of Thrones, and now we're going to have the end of the Star Wars saga all in one year. And and so far, we're one for one now. Who do I think would be great on writing a brand new trilogy that's really thought outful that can think of things ahead is the Russo brothers. Okay, the guys who did the Marvel MCU of the uh, Infinity Ward and Endgame, right? Piecing all the pieces together. No, My Michael Bay cannot cannot do good. Okay, it's just it's just terrible. Think of any any cartoon or toy you loved as a child and just don't say it out loud. It's like Ghostbusters, you know, when they're on top of the roof and they have to clear their mind. They're like, nobody think of anything. And then Ray thinks of the Stave Puff Marshmallow Man. That's what Michael Bay does. He's Gozer, okay? He's, if you're on top of the, of the, of the, of the planet and you're thinking of something, you're like, oh no, don't do Transformers. Transformers, oh no, Michael Bay does that, okay? Okay? So that's what Michael Bay does. Michael Bay is Gozer. He's the one. He's destroyed my entire childhood. Yes, he's done Teenage Ninja Turtles. Yeah, he, he's, he's, he he's, has <laughs> destroyed literally my entire childhood. So, so, hopefully he doesn't do Mask or Exo Squad in any way, shape, or form, because then I'll really go on strike. Um, so yeah, that's it for the Star Wars guys. What do you guys think? Right, Tell me what you guys think of the in the chat. And Do you think D&D, &D, the writers for Game of Thrones, will do good or bad for the Star Wars trilogy the brand new trilogy they don't even have to bring up luke skywalker in any way shape or form do you think it'll be good or bad years down the road all right next topic i want to talk about is the crowdfunding thing uh that happened uh crowdfunder outer wilds dropped steam for epic store exclusive okay it's not surprising that the epic store is snapping up exclusives for its game store but now it's making moves on crowdfunding titles so outer worlds or i'm sorry outer wilds uh, will be a time exclusive for Epic Game Store, which is other platforms coming later. While it wouldn't be so much of a shock in the controversial release, many people pledged their money to Outer Wilds' campaign back in 2015 on the assumption that they get it through Steam on launch day. They now don't know how much longer they have to wait to play on their preferred platform. Now, here's the thing. 2015, we didn't know Epic had Fortnite. We didn't know they were going to have their own launcher. So I understand people are upset, right? Because you took your money and I've, I've done plenty of Kickstarter stuff, funded something and it never came to fruition, right? Didn't get a product, didn't get anything. That's the risk that you take as a backer 
for those particular, uh, you know, um, if it's a board game, if it's an invention, if it's a video game, whatever it is, you take that risk and you know what risk you're taking as an investor. That's just like if you were an investor and you gave thousands of dollars to someone to make a money, uh, to make a movie, and you never see any return on that, right? Because it was an indie, indie, indie budget film and you never get to see anything of it again, right? But knowing that you had money and you wanted to make a movie, now you can put like a producer credit in your name and stuff like that. People are upset because they wanted to on Steam. Well, Steam didn't have a competitor back in 2015, and now they do, right? And as the developer, I don't have a problem with what they did because they made, I think it was like 120000 off their campaign, which it got funded, meaning they were going to come out, but it was only going to be on Steam, Linux, and I think uh, Apple. So they were just doing PC platforms, right? And I guarantee you they under-budgeted. I guarantee you they under-budgeted when they decided they were going to do this, how much money they needed to make, how much time they needed to do to get on the platforms they needed to do. And they're doing everything themselves as an indie developer, right? Which is very over overwhelming uh, to anybody. Is a small business, like you own your own business, and you have to try to advertise and try to get to places, try to make your business grow. These guys had their backers that they had, but now they're moving forward. Epic approaches them and says, hey, We'll give you this much money, whatever whatever money they had. Right? It doesn't say. Okay, they said, boom. We'll give you the money. We love what you're doing at this at this studio. We think your your game is pretty cool. The only thing is, we want to do exclusive to Epic Store. Now the the people, the the devs are like, well, we funded it on, and they we told them it was going to be on Steam. Well, shit happens, right? Back in 2015, again. Steam was the only person out there, so of course everyone assumed they were going to get it on PC and get it on Steam, and now here we are, exclusive rights to it for the first, uh, until, you know, how many months later it will be on Steam, but the backers that went early in on the game are now the later ones get to play it later, right? Because now Epic's got it, they're going to launch on Epic Store, the people that put their money up front are not going to be able to play it, okay? So in your, in your mind, Sarge... How would you feel if you backed this, and what what state of mind would you be in? <clears throat> I, I well, first of all, I, I'm in the age bracket where I know that I'm, when I make a pledge, I know what the story is, I know what the contract is. I understand that people are upset, but there's no legally binding contract that says what they're going to do with your money. It's basically like a donation. Right. They tell right. you they tell um, you what stretch right. goals that's and it. stuff like that. Yeah, that's right. it. I'm giving you money based on faith. Right? That's also called a donation. Right? I'm giving money on faith. Right? There's no contract. I right, look at Star Citizen, now, right? Star Citizen. Now, now, understandably, if you were a morally obtuse person, right? You can give you can give them a certain amount of leeway. You would know it's what what you have to do to make right by the people that actually backed you that let you get to this point that they offered you the money. Right, right. Other, otherwise, you wouldn't even be here for them to have offered you that money. Correct. Okay, so you have to do right morally, but we're talking about companies now. We're not talking about people, and this is a little sidebar here. I'm not sure which way you want to talk about companies this evening, bro, because according to uh, law uh, and 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 uh, current corporate guidelines, companies are people too. So either we talk about a company like it's a person, 
or we talk about a company like it's a company. So you got to pick a side, and I'll and I'll go with that for the rest of the night because otherwise it's going to get kind of confusing. Well, we'll have now, to we'll have to use it as a, as a as a person, right? Because okay. that's what that's what it is. So now they deserve to either get their money back if they want their money back. And by the way, Epic can flip the bill for that one. For Absolutely, a hundred thousand dollars. Like let's just send everyone their money back and then piss in their face is basically what that is. Right. If, if I refund, if I ask for my money back, you give me money back, but you still get to release your game. And now it was because of the guys who donated did it, but now we get dicked, and now we just have to wait for the game to come out and buy it normally. Right, right. right. Like it doesn't. Like those people are now the the new disposable Kleenexes. We've used you. We threw you away. We don't need you. Thanks for your help. Right. And now we can make it on our own. Okay. So the only thing you can do in that aspect is hope that they want money again, and then don't donate. That's the best you can hope for, because once they get the ball rolling, if it's a good company, then they're going to be they'll sustain themselves. I just don't like the way it's done. And now this is also a good segue where I'll mention what I mentioned in the pre-show is that video games as a whole is not a little kid game anymore. It's not a little kid business anymore. It's not a bunch of kids playing video games and some guys are making some games for you, okay? This is now big business. Huge, huge numbers, huge. Where we have other people now and other companies buying to get a piece of this giant pie that you all have started, or we all have started, Right. okay? So if it's gonna be this hardball game now where all the adult rules are gonna come into play, all the kids are gonna have to wake up out of their coma and I do mean kids because that's the backbone of this industry is kids. Now, whether it be you want to be a 20-something kid or a 30-something kid, I'm a 40-something kid. I don't care. Okay, I like video games. I like the tech industry. I'm all about it. But I also know more than the 20-something. However, right. I don't have 10,000 people following me around like the 20-something does. So it's up to the, the young adults who are mentally aware of what is going on to educate the people that are following them. They're not just sheep, right? It's it's not about, well, the game's good, just fucking buy it, right? It's about, right. it's about educating the consumer base and understanding that they are being manipulated for profit, okay? If, if the video game industry was just making a product, I made a game, you buy a game. End of product. You like it, you don't. But that's not what it is. It's a pre-order, games as a service, microtransaction, half-ass, box, yeah. half-ass, uh, road mapping, unfinished, like, it, it, alpha, it, it, it's this whole, beta, it's this whole other right, level. early access. It's not, yeah. it's not just the product anymore. It's this other thing, okay? And meanwhile, while this giant pile of other things is on top of the kids, by the way, we also have a, a game pass or a game service pass. You know, just throw us 10 bucks a month and you can play all your games for free, Timmy. Right. Like on top of all that, then you have this. So it's very confusing for a lot of people. And I believe currently where we are, you know how they say like the SJW is a minority. They're just really loud. And then the people who, who want to change comic books, they, they scream it online, but they're not the ones who buy it. You know that whole that whole line? I believe that the the actual gamers who believe in the gaming 
community and what we are, we are now the minority because the number of people that actually know what's going on, who actually have the power to do something are small compared to the developers, the publishers, and the, and the giant number of kids who just throw money. That's all they do is just throw money. And so for me, I believe it's my money. I want my money back. I, I would demand the money back, number one, because you didn't uphold your but, moral con your moral contract. All right, the word this isn't a contract. I get it. it well, it is. It world, and there's no contract. If there's no real contract, I didn't sign anything. There's no contract. No, it's real business. But but what I'm saying is, if if I say, hey, um, you give me ten dollars and I'll. I'll go mow your lawn, right? And you give me the ten dollars, and I just walk off your lawn, and I walk away. There was a binding contract there because I said, "You give me ten, I'll mow your lawn for ten dollars," and then you just walked away, right? You told me you were going to make this game. You told me you were going to put it on Steam again back in 2015. Epic didn't exist, like the Epic launcher didn't exist. I get it. So. If I was Epic and I was this company, right, which is I don't know the name of the company, but Outer 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 uh, Wilds. Phoenix, it's not Phoenix Games. Is it Phoenix something? Um, I lost. I lose track of all these names now. I got. I, can, I can't. I can't find it on on here. Anyway, I had, a, I had it written down. The if I was if I was this gaming company, Mobius. Thank Mobius. You. Okay. If I was Mobius Games, one hundred percent. Since you just signed a deal with Epic, you said, look. I really appreciate the the you guys picking us up and putting us on the Epic Store, but we have to do right by the people that give us the opportunity for this. And then you reach out to your backers and say, "We're giving you either a code for for the Epic Store, okay? Because on your on whatever you pledged, that's what we're giving you for the Epic Store. If the backer says, "I don't want to use your launcher because I don't like it because you guys have spyware or whatever," it's incomplete. It's whatever it is. Then they say, okay, we'll give you your money back. And then that should be it. The backer should be like, okay, thank you very much. I'll take my $200 that I donated to you uh, or gave you for this. I didn't receive my portion of it. So just give me $200 back. We'll go on our way. Let's be honest. Epic literally in one day, one day in like a couple of hours can pay off what the whole Kickstarter crowdfunding got, okay, off a couple of uh, skins from Fortnite. So Epic should reach out to the backers. I don't know how many backers they had, okay? They should reach out to the backers and then give them their money back or give them a code for whatever they gave them, promised them for Steam. They should give it to them for this. Now, go ahead. You were going to say? Yeah, but... Epic, Epic should do it automatically because listening to the CEO of Epic stated that the reason why they're doing this is to better the gaming industry. Remember that? He said he wanted Steam to, to do their same cut as they were doing in order to benefit gamers. Right, right. Okay. Well, if you're backing gamers, if that's your sole – is that your sole uh, order and your, your – the way you want to run your company, then – Automatically, you should pay these backers back. Just cut them a check or give them a code and end it. Right. Right. But if you don't, then it says a message that those people don't matter. You're you you basically you just basically piss in the face of the people that that funded your company into a position where another company picked you up. 
Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna see how many I'm gonna see how many things they had. Is it is it Kickstarter? Were they on Kickstarter? I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up and see if I can find Outer Wilds. Um, I don't you had time. You had time to get a, a refund on that shadow. Remember, remember that window of time where they were giving back refunds, and then all of a sudden Bethesda said, "No, we're stopping giving out refunds." Remember that? I remember that. Outer Wilds. Uh, let's see. Uh, campaign. No. Outer Wilds. Where was there? Where what? What site were they on? I want to know what they got as far as how many people they got. Let's see. Development, uh, March 2015. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't show. Basically, they should just, this is what Epic should do. This is how Epic wins over. I don't know how many backers they had. Let's say they had a couple thousand. Epic says, here you go. Here's some codes. If you don't want the codes, whatever, they give them a care package. Right, it's a thousand. It's a thousand people, whatever it is. They didn't have like tens of thousands of people funding this game. Right, it was probably a small group of people that funded the whole thing. Okay, doing something like that would go miles away because even if, and this will be a great uh, tie into the next thing I want to talk about, even if they give you a care package with Epic, like a like a shirt a jacket, a couple stickers, whatever it is, okay, for the Epic Store or for a game, that goes a long way because then the person that feels like they're being dicked by Epic goes, oh, you know what? They gave me a refund and they gave me this cool swag bag. They bought, they bought their apology, right? They bought their apology. So going into my next topic, there's a lot of people talking and making videos on YouTube, influencers, okay? A lot of influencers, they feel like they have to Take a stand and tell people that they're not a paid shill, okay? Meaning they think they're a paid shill. That's why they're making the video to say that they're not a paid shill because, and they, they're telling you how they go about and how these um, capture events work and how they do when they get flown out to places. Now, the reason I'm bringing this up is because I've watched multiple influencers make a video, okay? And I won't name the people, okay? I'm not gonna blast anybody out there. You can, you can go find them yourself. They, they they talk about how the events work and what they do behind and how they have to capture the event and they and they on Twitter or Instagram they show the hotel they're staying at and the plane they're riding and the food they eat and this stuff and it's not the best food and it's not the best hotel but it's still an airfare it's still a hotel paid all expenses swag bag jacket stickers books whatever game copy okay and they're like well this is this this right here sarge is not gonna influence me even though i got a game for free i'm telling you how this game i'm gonna give you my honest opinion my honest opinion i'm gonna give you my honest opinion after they flew me out on a plane put me up in a hotel gave me drinks gave me food let me capture some stuff talk to the devs get buddy buddy with them and then fly back to my place to sit down in front of my computer to show you stuff they only told you i could show Okay, and then give you an honest opinion, raw, to tell you that I'm not a paid shill, right? So, well, so, number one, time to grow up. Right. Let's let's talk. Time, time to grow up. Right. Real world here. The real world is, even if you think you're non-biased on something, okay. Once they give you a plane ticket, and let's say it's your first time, right? You're like, oh my god, babe. 
fucking X company is flying me out to wherever in the country. Okay. It's a success, it's a success in your business world. It Correct. Is. Right. I've never been flown out to anywhere, right? So if someone flew me out, I would be ecstatic, right? I'd be ecstatic. Yes. Okay. Maybe, maybe uh, I'm a huge Transformers guy, right? Someone makes a Transformer game. They know I'm a big Transformers guy. They fly me out. I'm like, holy shit, they're flying me out. It's going to be the, the biggest Transformer game of all time. Oh, I'm so excited. Just your hype alone for something that you're excited about, you're already biased because it's the game that you like, right? It's the genre you like. It's the thing you like. It's whatever it is, right? And then as the business, as a, as a streamer, as an influence, you're like, oh, man, this is the next level. I'm making it. I'm making it right now. I'm That's only getting right. I'm only getting a thousand views. This could make me go up to that next echelon where I can get ten thousand views, right? It's, it's big for my business. What it is for me, okay? So then they get flown out and they play the game and they come back and they tell you their honest opinion about stuff that's non-biased, biased, okay? But it's biased. It's biased. If you want to think about it or not, if a guy is an asshole or a woman is an asshole, but she buys you a drink first, okay, and then talks you up and is still rude to you, in the back of your brain going, you know, she was a, a bitch or he was an asshole, but she did buy me dinner and a drink. She's not that bad, right? That's it. That's it. In the back of your brain, you're like, well, I don't like this person because of such things, but she's not that bad. He's not that bad. Okay. That's what's happening here with the gaming industry. Once, once you take money, anything, anything, once not you even accept, money. Once you accept something from the company that you are trying to do a review from, it is no longer bias. Right now we can go back and forth on this as well. Right. There is supposed to be a journalistic integrity to your profession. Now, you don't need to go to school to be a journalist. Right. You can just be a journalist. Right. You don't need a degree, which we are not to be a journalist, we, which okay? we are not a no, journalist. No, 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 I'm yeah. just making a point. You don't need to. It's somebody who is willing to inform the public of the truth of whatever topic. But there's integrity. You are, you are talking about. There's integrity. But you're supposed to have integrity, integrity. when you're doing it. Right. And so whether maybe they're too young, they don't get it or they're too excited because they never got anywhere before. And now they're making money. I get it. I'm not putting them down because of it. But the number of fake news, fake reviews, bias reviews, bought and paid for reviews, just tainted. It's tainted. A lot of the gaming journalistic stuff that's going on is just tainted. OK. And once again, who are you advertising for? You are advertising to children, right? These are children who play the games. Right. Okay. They're not all adults. Right. They're children. My favorite streamer is playing this okay. game, so I'm going to play this game. <clears throat> okay. So there has to be some line somewhere, okay? And, and, and by the way, the developers and the publishers don't care because that is a cheap and easy way of advertising. And by the way, that is laser advertising. You're not even blanketing anything. You are specifically going for the 35 guys who control 4 million people. Right. Right? Right. You're going for 35 guys who have 4 million viewers between them, and so you are laser-focusing your advertisements to exactly who you need. Right. So let's okay. let's just th let's just think about this. They flew out, let's say on average they fly out like 200 people, right? 200 people uh times let's see a uh, 150 dollar hotel room they get probably get a cheap rate because they're they're getting a whole fucking hotel doesn't matter 
No, but what I'm saying is, so it's $30,000 for, let's just say, we'll just say 40000 to put the 200 people in we rooms. Call, we could call it 100000 Okay. That's, Total. That's nothing. Right. 100000 for for the littlest amount as possible for the biggest advertisement as possible, right? 200, 200 influencers that have 400 million subscribers across the board. Of course, there's overlap. Okay. There's overlap, but there's still che the cheapest form of advertisement there is right there, right? Especially if you have a person that's super stoked about it because they're going to advertise it about it even more than it would if it was anything else, right? So we have to we have to get a hold of what exactly are we funding now? What exactly are we funding? I get it. Like I want a fun game. This is where I live. I want a fun game. I want something that holds my attention as fun and as interesting to play. Like I don't play everything anymore. Everything every everything anymore. There's just certain games that fit my bill. And I remember and don't think I'm like that old that I don't remember being 20 something and buying every cool game I liked. Right. Like I get it. I still do that. I completely get it. But the <laughs> I, days I still are do that. Different. Right. But the days are now different. We are not in the same world. Okay? We are not talking about seven companies making a couple hundred million dollars. We are talking about somewhere in the neighborhood of like two to three billion dollars a year, okay, is what's going on in the gaming industry right now. So they don't care what they do. All they need is a percentage of that pie. And what we're trying to do as adults who still like video games is try to educate the kids that stop buying everything that comes down the pike, stop buying the promises that they make. Because they're not real. Here, they don't care. Real quick, Sarge, I got the number for you. Video game revenue tops. And what do you think it tops? How many billions of dollars do you think it tops? I, I'm probably low. I'll say three. You're way low. Chat, okay, well, chat, what do you guys think? Real fast. How many billions of dollars do you think the video game industry made last year? Without looking it up, without looking it up, 35 billion. That's a pretty close one. That's close. Monkey's close. You see what I'm talking about? Okay. I'll give you a couple more seconds. A couple more seconds for the chat to put it in there. 40 billion Delta says. We're getting warmer. But, the, the, we're, but they're looking it up now at this point. Yeah, okay. Anything after it's, 10 seconds, it's, they're looking it up. It's $43 billion in 2018. Okay, so... It's an 18% jump from 2017. Yeah. 18%. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. So if you don't believe... if you don't believe, once, once, they hit a, once they hit a couple billion dollars a year, a couple years back... Once they knew how much money can be made in this industry, they don't give a shit about what they release because they only need a percentage of people to buy it. Right. That's all they right. need. I'm a, I, 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 make, I make a video game. How do I get 0.5% of $43 billion? Yeah, right? Me, how, do I, how do I get 5% of that? How right. do I get 5%? Five. I'll take a half a percent. Right. How do I get 5%? I'll take a half a percent of a $43 billion. See what I'm saying? Right. Like to me, like I, I, everybody wants to put their head in the sand. It's like it's just like anything else. Everybody wants to keep saying it. It's just like anything else. But at the same time, I think that as a collective group, the the young people of uh, and the ones that fund all the video games have the power to say whether or not this is good, this is bad, we don't like it, move on, that type of thing. Like you, there's nobody. Very few people are like banding together to ban like Nissan and hope Nissan goes out of business. 
Like, however, if we all decided to stop buying EA games for a couple years, EA is done. Like, literally done. You are done. Okay. But the 18% increase is definitely because of microtransactions. Like, the, the base number of anything plus microtransactions is absurd. I want good games. I want a good product. That's where I live. I want a good product. <clears throat> All right, let, right? let me bring it back on the rails for a second, okay? The, 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 there's some guys that I watch that I have the most respect for, right? Because they at one point were these streamers that I'm talking about that got paid to fly out places. And then they had a real thought where they got blacklisted. Because they said something bad about the game or they disagreed with the game, they love the game, but then when they play the game, they're like, I gave it a bad review and I got blacklisted. So now they buy their own stuff. Now, for everyone else that's out there that's a new influencer, here's these stories about getting blacklisted. Why would they say anything bad that could get them in trouble, right? They What they don't say is they, they're like, Oh, I had a really fun time. It was great. It's a lot of fun. The, the 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 fighting mechanics are great. The the graphics are great. But what they don't tell you is what they didn't like. They just tell you the certain things that they like, but they leave out all the rest of the stuff. So I, I will name the people that that have gone through blacklisting. Angry Joe, okay, buys all his own copies. Even when he gets review copies, he doesn't care anymore because he's at this echelon now where he can say what he wants. And he's still going to get the views and he's still going to get the things because that's what he's built up over the last like eight years. Okay. Skill up. Skill does these fantastic reviews. Okay. And he also shits on things. And when he shits on things, he doesn't get invited to those things anymore. So he goes out and buys their next game or their next expansion. And then he gives you his honest opinion because he's not being paid for. Okay. By anything. Okay. Jim Sterling tells you how it is he's ahead of everyone okay he says things and i know we talked about this a little bit on stream last night he's got he's got good sources he's got well not all his sources sometimes he's like us okay we're we're jim sterling 10 years ago okay as far as we predict things that happen okay and then they happen and then we're credible okay for the small group of people that watch us okay we're credible jim sterling says something People don't, they think he's crazy or he's a fuckhead or whatever else. And then it comes true and he says, I don't want to say I told you so, but I told you so. And here it is. And then he shows you his video that he made four years ago on what this was going to be. Okay. And that's what happens because he is not paid for. He sees things because of, he's our age, right? He's maybe a little younger than us. Okay. Over the years of playing, he knows what the what the cycle is what companies do what what the next thing is happening he sees it and then says it he says it before other people say it and then when it happens he says i don't want to say i told you so but i but i told you so right these are people young yeah i love the way he reports because he just reads what it is okay gets different people's sources right he's not doing his own sources he's taking other people's sources merging them together and then gives you a educational well thought out process and puts his opinions together for the whole thing right i really like what he does right is he a journalist no because he's not interviewing the people and then writing the stuff down and having his own column he's taking other people's work putting it into his own thing and then giving you his thoughts on it which i i think is great okay he's not biased he doesn't take 
He doesn't take people's uh, review copies or anything like that. Even when they when they do send it to him, okay, he tells you how it is and doesn't care if he gets flown out or, or whatever. That's the integrity that is not taught to people. It's supposed to be like, you go anywhere you want and steal something, right? Like you go in the store and just grab something and walk out, right? But you don't because there's rules, right? There's integrity and stuff like that. And in video games, you shouldn't take a handout. You shouldn't take a handout. You should work and make everything. And then if someone buys you and you don't like the game, there's people that watch you because they believe in what you say, right? And this is where I have a problem with a lot of influencers because, hell, you're making money playing video games, okay? Not even yeah. playing video games, talking about video games. Let's, let's be honest. A lot of them don't care. You're making money at that age that you would never make working a normal job, right? I, I'm happy for you. I wish that that was around when I was younger so I could play video games and make a living, right? Believe me, I'm not mad or hateful on any of it. No. My, my point is, is that we've reached a point now where the, the market level of this industry is so large that they will do and say anything in order to get you to purchase their product. Right. Well, it's not about the product anymore. Yeah, but it, it's it, not it, about the product. But it also gets handed off now to the influencers like us. Okay, if if I review something and I have 10 million people that follow me, I wish I had 10 million people that followed me. Okay, and what I say, if I say this game is fantastic, and a, a small percentage of my 10 million followers go out and buy that, and then it it's it's bad, right? But I didn't say it was bad because. Imagine, but, imagine. But this, is, but this is where the gray area speaking, happens. The gray area is your, it's your opinion. No, I know right? that, but come on, come on. I Anthem. Let's just use Anthem or Fallout seventy six. Influencers that don't say that's an incomplete game and there's something shill. wrong. That's a, a paid shill. That's a, a paid shill. If you believe that that game is good on any level, on any level, based on past games, that what you know what a video game is supposed to be, then you're a shill. I'm sorry. There's no way around it. There's no way of correcting it or my opinion about it. It's a broken game. The I, game's broken. I, I think also, and I'm biased on this because I'm an older gamer. All right, I, I'm 41, okay? I think younger influencers that have, they're appealing because they're younger and they're, 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 I, they're I peers. They're all, they've only been playing games for like five years or 10 years, right? What are they, 18, 20? They started playing games maybe like full time at like eight, ten, right? They've only been playing for like a decade. They really haven't seen much. Think about the last decade. What games come out in the last decade? The 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 range is not very much, right? As far as good, fantastic games, not knowing what the no, other no, there's, there's a few. No, 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 no. What I'm saying well, is it wasn't, it wasn't the, the golden age of gaming. Right. What I'm saying is the evolution of what games are, right? Do you know what I mean? Like, I hate to say this, but we're like the grandparents of this industry there's, if there's you're like 40, line. 50 years there's, old. There, there's a, there's a, listen, I didn't make the line, okay? As an individual, I didn't opinionate the line that defines whether the game is good or bad. I didn't define it. The game industry did. Right. The game industry releases games, they make advances, they make mods, they make technological uh, jumps in their software or their hardware, and it makes the game better, then they sell that game. And then once you've played that game, 
you now have a new baseline. Like this is where this is where this type of game should be. And so now all of a sudden you can't release a flaming pile of shit, wrap it in a bag, and then get mad when people say it's a flaming bag of shit. That's your opinion. No, 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 it's not my opinion. Because I know the last games that you made. I know what you've made. I know what your other companies have made. So you can't tell me the flaming pile of shit is an actual good product. And what what makes me what makes me uh, worried is that the young adults in this industry don't call them out on it and just move on to the next topic. Right. Like Bethesda has never admitted that their game is a piece of shit. Like literally have not noticed they, at they, all. They, they have they, this, yeah. They have said that they have sold many copies. It's doing really well. We've got a large player base. They cherry pick the stats that make them sound good. Meanwhile, anybody with an IQ over six, okay, or in Fallout terms, anybody with an intelligence level over three, okay, knows that the game is a flaming pile of shit. Okay. Right. Just like Anthem is I, a flaming. I, I feel. I feel like between Bethesda and Bioware, I feel like the gaming industry is like the fucking house. How uh, Stepford Wives, right? Like everything is. They never admit it. Everything is perfect, right? They're like, oh no, this is the top selling game on a Tuesday in March, right? But they don't tell you it's a, it's a flaming ball of shit. They just tell you the good stats that they make up along the way to make it. Now, mind you, I got tricked. Okay, and I admit it. Right. When I played Anthem during the beta process, I was like, this game has the potential to be so good. But we had such a small window of what we were playing, you couldn't really tell, right? We're like, oh, the world's going to be so much bigger. The the adventures are going to be so much greater. And then it came out, and I was like, uh, hopefully they fix this. First patch, second patch, third patch. Here's the thing, Tweak. You're going to go back to it because you already paid for it. There's no loss from you now to go back right. to it a year from now, six months from now. You've already invested in it. There's no other investment into it except for your time. So yeah, you'll go test it out, right? Go check it out. I did it with No Man's Sky. I do it with Red Dead Redemption. I do it with Fallout 76. I do it with all of them because it was. It, there's not more of a gap. Now, if they said Anthem, oh, here's the biggest update, 40 more dollars to check it out, I'd be like, uh, no. That's a that's a it's a big fuck you, right? That's that's what would happen, right? But because you already have your investment in it, of course you're gonna of course you're gonna go back, right? So there, there's just a there's an issue though with with people not telling the truth because they want to succeed for themselves, right? And what they don't understand is if you were just honest, if you're an influencer, the people that watch you, okay, your core audience. Let's say you do have a million people following you and your core audience is only 250,000 and your videos, you're only seeing 30,000 people watch your videos every time you watch. The people that don't like what you have to say will move on. If you trash a game that they like, they'll move on. But if they truly like who you are and you tell the truth, it'll go much farther for them because then they can trust you and they're like, he tells it how it is. He says it how it is because when it's a good game, he'll tell you it's good and he'll tell you the bad parts of a good game. And if it's a bad game, he'll tell you it's bad and then give you the good parts of that game instead of sugarcoating everything. And it's always happy-go-lucky. It's the perfect game. They're so great. The devs are great. Here's the thing that I also don't like. I have nothing against the devs that make a bad game. 
okay? I don't know if that dev is a good guy, a bad guy, if he's got a family or whatever. He's just a guy that makes the game, and I'm not judging that guy's character or girl based on the game they created. I'm only basing the game off the game. So if I say a game sucks, yes, the developer and the devs that worked on it can get hurt and say, oh man, they don't like the game. But they can't take offense to it because the game as a whole, if they worked on the trash can and the trash can is the best they've ever made, or the guy running is that's the thing that they did, and the game's shooting mechanics are broke, the person that made the trash can and the guy running shouldn't take offense to why the game is bad, okay? The game is bad because as a whole, it didn't work. And the people that made that game shouldn't take it to heart. I make movies, I always bring this up. I've worked on a lot of shitty TV and a lot of shitty movies, okay? If the shitty movie, I've done the best work I can with the people that I worked with. It just so happens that all of us together didn't make a playoff team. We didn't make it to the playoffs. It was a bad thing. Like I always said, you can't have a bestseller all the time. You can't have a blockbuster game all the time. You can't have a blockbuster movie all the time. There's times that it dips, and that's fine. It has nothing to, to go against. So when you, I hate when influencers like, Oh man, you know, the game's okay. Uh, you know, the guys that worked on that game were just really good guys and stuff. I really feel it. it has nothing to do with that. It has nothing to do with the personalities of the people that created the game. It's the game itself that's bad, not the people that created it, right? That's it. That's it. You can't you can't have you can't have reviews unless you have a baseline of a review. What are we looking at? Right. We're looking at graphics. We're looking at gameplay. We're looking at mechanics. We're look whatever it is in the game that we're looking at. There's a there's a list, and does it beat, or go, or it, does it supersede their previous game? Does it go beneath it? There is a line, but everyone keeps saying that there's there's no line. It's purely opinion, and that's all that'll ever be. And I'm like, that's not how it works. Right. It doesn't work that way in movies. It doesn't work that way in music. It doesn't work that way. People know when a song is shitty. People know when a movie is shitty. And for God's sakes, gamers know when a game is yeah. shitty. Yeah. It's not an opinion. Okay? There's a baseline. Next story. All right. The next story I want to talk about, uh, talking about games, Ubisoft Skull and Bones is delayed again. Now, New we, console. we talked about it, uh, I guess, two E3s ago originally and i said when do you see this game and i said i don't think we're going to see this game for two years and here we are we're right on target right two years now it's going on to three at least two years um they they're they're just pushing it back again and, and this is what new, co new console ubisoft revealed the news today that earnings report that the vague um after 2019-2020 refers to the fiscal periods as a, uh, opposed to a calendar year meaning the earliest Skull and Bones might now launch in April of 2020. They're explaining the delay as Ubisoft told GameSpot, for the new IPs, it's common to have evolutions and create a vision, and it requires more development time. That means they had a vision, 
they didn't like it because remember this is seriously just the the stuff off of black flag they took off of black flag made it its own game and then they're now trying to evolve it i call this the star citizen syndrome okay where star citizen was supposed to be this game and then star citizen saw this other game over here and said we can add that and then they saw this thing and they're like oh we can add that too and then it became multiple games and seven years later and this is how it this is how it happens eight, eight, eight years eight years later this is how it happens so uh, the official Twitter account also published a short video take, talking about the delay and decisions to skip E3 this year. Producer Carl Lu Luhi uh, talks about making the game. Sorry, I butchered your name, my friend. The game as good as possible, and Ubisoft remains committed to it. The video also features some behind-the-scenes looks of the development of the game. Uh, he noted that they'll be back as soon as they can and further updates on the game. So, I mean, that's just it. That's, that's the whole thing. So, Skull and Bones gonna be delayed to me this game doesn't matter when it comes out i have no interest in the game and i love pirates when i saw this game two years ago at e3 i said it no it looks it, it looks like you're just on the boat the whole time and then last year when they showed it they showed you off the boat but like getting quests but then you it's just battle on ships right it's like for the, honor the game, right the game the game doesn't have enough meat on the bone yeah it has a good premise it has a good premise, but that's more like a team battle royale. It's a team battle. It's all it is a team battle. Yeah, it's a team battle. Well, where's, well, where's the rest of the game? Yeah, that's why I like Sea of Thieves. Because Sea of Thieves, you're like... And I know it's not everyone's cup of tea, but it's an open sandbox. And I can go where I want. I can get off my ship and go on an island and literally just fish all day. Or just kill some things. Or go, go explore. And that's not what Skull and Bones looks like. Skull and Bones literally looks like For Honor on boats. Right? I have my boat... You have your boat. We're fighting each other. I get to upgrade, get more cannons, get more yeah, sails, get more things. Yeah, but for a game to be just that, and and be this long in the making, it doesn't look it doesn't look good. It's not gonna it's not gonna it's not gonna. Yeah. It, it, listen, if it was gonna just be a ship to ship combat game and be a pirate game, cool. Release it thirty dollars. But what would be the like, difference? Release it thirty dollars. Release it and just get it out and be done with What's it. What's that game you're playing right now? The battleship one. Was it U ship or whatever? What the hell is that one called? World of Warships. World of Warships. What's the difference between that game and and Skull and Bones? Nothing. Nothing. Microtransactions. Right. No, no. But what I'm saying is, it's just pirate version instead of modern day version, right? All, all that is 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 twelve versus twelve ship combat. That's all the game is. <clears throat> That's all the game is. Twelve versus twelve. World War Two ship combat. Right. They could have made a paid DLC for the Black Flag. Right. Right. Right, that would have actually been that would have been fantastic. Actually, I would be more interested if they did that brain, if they added an expansion to Black Flag or just recreated Black Flag, right? Because Black Flag was a fantastic game. Um, <clears throat> Tweak, what do you mean? Did you see the Sony and Microsoft strike games streaming deal? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to be talking about that. You're talking about working together. Yeah, yeah. We're going to be talking about that uh, on on the thing. Yeah. <clears throat> um. So yeah, that's it. It's delayed. It's delayed uh, for Skull and new Bones. I got news for you. New console. You, you, think fact, they're waiting, you think they're waiting I, for the... Listen, if it's not new console, it's Game Pass. That's how... Well, no, no, it's are. a PlayStation exclusive. How, it's it's PlayStation... Right. Oh, no, it's not well, PlayStation then, exclusive. It's Ubisoft. It's not PlayStation exclusive. Well, then you 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 pick the thing. It'll be on the... It'll be on the, each console's respected Game Pass models. That's hmm. how they're going to get around it. All right, so Xbox uh, has updated available today. Here's what it does. Xbox uh, May of 2019 update is rolling out, bringing a variety of improvements, mostly centered around organization, your first, your friends list, messages, games, and apps. 
uh, will all be a little easier to navigate after you download this update. The friends list update adds an icon will let you know at a glance what platform your friends are playing on uh, for either Xbox One, PC, or mobile as Xbox I is expanding its live service to other platforms. It's likely to become increasingly important going forward for the time being. It's nice to have a little bit more information about what your friends are up to. What I liked about this, Monkey brought it up when we were playing Sea of Thieves the other day. We got in a fight with this other ship, and I was like, these guys are PC players. And we're part of the alpha program, so he went to the recently played players, saw their name, and it had a computer icon next to it, and we knew they were PC players, right? So it, it's it's nice for that. It's it's a it's a nice little uh, thing there. Messages uh, getting it tidier uh, tidier too. The messages request feature will most likely um, sort messages, prioritizing ones from your friends to anyone else you've uh, communicated with, with sorting others from unknown contacts into secondary tabs. As part of the update, Microsoft warns all previous group messages will be lost and will need to be manually archived through xbox.com, and you can review your messages here. Finally, your games and apps are getting a little cleaner by cutting articles like A and N and all the others uh, from alphabetical sorting. For example, this means that The Witcher 3 will be sorted under W instead of T. Microsoft notes that the, the change has prioritized more, more community vote and then can be participating in a future similar votes through Xbox I, um idle hub uh with less than a month from e3 microsoft says it's planned to go big and we know what they mean new software announcements but the studio could also give more details on the xcloud streaming platform or even the plans for the next generation console now just a little thing scrolling up where it says xbox one pc or mobile if they've already pushed this forward e3 they're definitely going to launch project xcloud right because why would they release this before E3 if Project X Cloud wasn't going to be through where you can play mobile games on your phone and you'll know if they're on mobile, PC, or Xbox, right? So there's a little tale, uh, a little tell, I should say, there uh, as far as that. Um, let's talk about E3. Games confirmed for E3 2019. A lot of games, um, a lot of companies are also not showing up. So E3 is the biggest showcase of the game every year, E3 2019. Um, I'm getting this article from GameSpot. Uh, they're saying E3's pass has large part because Sony has opted to skip out and show entirely. However, the show is still primarily a venue and a developer to announce their last projects and the, and the possibilities of future projects uh, persists with Google is in the attempt to showcase Stadia. Regardless, you can uh, safely assume that it's going to be closed uh, a close look at some of the biggest games we've already know about alongside news announcements for those remain secrets such as Ubisoft's trio of AAA games coming next year. Uh, like the previous years, E3 will last about three days going from June 11th to th June 13th. Um, there's also conferences ahead of that, the 8th, the 9th, the 10th. Um, there's all a bunch of conferences. Microsoft's conference is on the 9th uh, at 4 p.m. Eastern. I think EA is at, on the 8th at like uh, 8 p.m. Eastern. So there's, there's a whole bunch of stuff. So here's some of the games that are going to be be there and you tell me what you're excited for Sarge. i like this even though we don't get to see most of these games for like a year or two out i just like to see like a lot of these games be announced and you're like oh yes they're making it like i'm still would love to see ubisoft wasn't ubisoft working on the avengers game i want to see the avengers game so bad they gave us a tease like two years ago and we have yet to see anything from it um so anthem's gonna be there anthem at ea play they're gonna they're gonna announce some things I'm not really too excited about it. They could tell me the world, and I'm still not going to be excited about it. Apex Legends is going to be there. They're going to be announcing future, you know, 
and uh what's it called future content for that battlefield 5 that's just a big another clusterfuck that we're not even talking about there's a game called battle wake there's a game called b simulator that we're gonna see there's gonna be borderlands 3 more gameplay there call of duty 2019 by respawn i believe is is actually working on that if i'm not mistaken uh let me see uh yeah titanfall developer respawn studios additionally call of duty 2019 whatever they're working on everyone thinks it's modern warfare 4 is that what the next modern warfare that sounds like a, that sounds like a good uh, way to go um uh cyberpunk 2077 now we watched a, a bunch of 2077 last year again they're going to show it this year we're not going to see that game at least until the next consoles come out so we'll see what happens there uh, but i would like to see more footage about it doom internal which is the second doom dying light 2 they showed it last year it looked interesting with the consequences and stuff that you did everyone either played dying light 1 but i know a lot of people that did play it they loved it they said it's one of the best games out there uh fifa 20 um just another fifa game uh farmer's dynasty just another farming game but I don't know why this one's better than the other ones. There's Real Farm, there's Farm Simulator, there's Farm Dynasty, uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Fortnite Summer Block Party, Halo Infinite, John Wick Hex, Monster Hunter World Iceborne, a game called Overpass, uh, Paranoia, Happiness, and, and Mandatory. I think that's a, a expansion of something. Uh, Scavengers. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Are you excited to see more about that game? Or are you just kind of like, eh, it's EA. I really don't give a shit, even though I'm a big Star Wars fan. Look, I once again, I really, really like Star Wars. But I don't care. I don't care just because it's a single player means that it's going to be the greatest game ever. Right. There's a game called Tavern Keeper. I don't even know if we have... Is there images or anything of this? Tavern Keeper. I don't know if that's... It's interesting. It looks like, I don't know if it's like a mobile game or if it's a, that looks interesting. Um, the Fisherman, Fishing Planet, The Legend of Hero Trials of Cold Steel 3, The Rift Breaker, The Sinking City, The Walking Dead Onslaught, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Breaking Point, uh, Trinity 4, The Nightmare Prince, and Werewolf the Apocalypse Earthblood. Now, what they don't say here, which there's been rumors and speculations is that xbox is going to come out and they're going to announce a new fable game now i know fable legends got discontinued right it got canceled or whatever but i think they are making a fable f was it four i think it's fable four i think they're going to announce it and we're not going to see that game new console new console right that's a new console game right because they they need that first party title stuff that's correct okay also one of the devs from um, Last of Us and uh, I think it's Uncharted left those companies and is now working for the Xbox uh, new studio, the the the, uh, the quadruple A studio that they opened up. They're taking the best best people from everywhere and making the first uh, quadruple A studio. So that's also going to be there. What do you think? Xbox now Xbox has got this thing hands down. We're going to we're going to Saturday at 4 p.m. I know you probably can't get off, Sarge. I'm going to be covering it live when it goes off um, as they announce it for the Xbox show. It's going to be huge, man. They're if they don't if they don't if they don't cause some waves in the industry, 
It, no, there's no Sony. Nobody else is there to bat, nobody else is there to compete with them. It's their fucking show to run. Not this Saturday, Delta. In uh, June, June, uh, June ninth, yeah. June ninth. Yeah, they have got to. They have got to do something. They have to. This is this is my. They have to do something. Three weeks out till this is my predictions, right? And I'll say it again next week when more, more stuff comes out. They're going to announce the new consoles, the discless ones and the more powerful ones that come out. They have to drop the bomb as far as sooner than later, the new systems are coming out. They have to get a head start. June 9th is a Sunday. Well, then that's what it is. I know 8th is EA. The 9th is the, the 9th is, um, is as Xbox. I'll look it up real fast. I'll look it up real fast. Uh, E3 2019 schedule. So when do you think Cyberpunk's coming out? Cyberpunk's coming out all depending on when the new systems come out. So if Xbox says that their system comes out, let's say March next year, okay, we can look at as early as early next year or November 2020. It has to wait till both consoles are out with the new system, that. with I the new system, well. right? It can't be one or the other unless they have an exclusive deal with one for like six months, but then it wouldn't matter because if, if PlayStation, they said not going to happen until at least J July or August for their new system next year. So if Cyberpunk 27.7 is ready by May, but the PlayStation 5 is not out yet, I don't think they release it until the winter to be on both yeah, consoles. I, I don't, I, I, see, I, I can already see the lineup of games for the new systems, and, and none of these games, I think, are coming out before the new systems. <clears throat> right. I don't, think they I don't think they would. Yeah, so June 9th at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, Microsoft is on stage. Uh, Bethesda... June 9th at 8.30 p.m. Eastern is on stage. Ubisoft, June 10th at 4 p.m. Eastern. Square Enix at 9 p.m. Eastern on 10th. So Electronic Arts starts it off on June 8th. We don't know a time frame yet. Then you have Microsoft and Bethesda at 4 p.m. and 8.30, respectively. And then you have June 10th, Ubisoft and Square Enix uh, at 4 p.m. and 9 p.m. So that's the time. So if it's Sunday, whatever it is, we're going to be covering it uh, live when it happens. So they have to come out. I think they're going to show gameplay, not a teaser, gameplay of Halo Infinite. Even if it's uh, Anthem-esque where they don't know what the fuck's going on, but they're going to show some gameplay. And that might be the first gameplay that the whole studio has ever seen, but they're going to show us gameplay, right? Um, Gears 5 is is going to come out real soon. I'm going to say they'll, they'll announce on stage and it'll probably be one of the games that comes out instantaneously. And I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be, if, if the new system drops, they could say it's on the new system, right? But I think it's going to be across the board. It's on Game Pass and Microsoft Windows. So I think that's what's going to happen. Um, Netflix is teasing E3 in 2019 game announcements. Netflix appears to have some game announcements in store, teasing appearances at E3 2019 next month. Okay. Candy Crush on Netflix. The studio will have a panel at E3 uh, Coliseum. Uh, to drop some um, hints about what it's up to uh, up on its sleeves. Now, it says they're bringing their favorite shows to life, developing Netflix originals into video games, similar to Twitter thread that Netflix sci-fi fantasy Twitter account mentioned the previously announced Stranger Things. Now, Stranger Things could be a video game. What other what other things from Netflix could turn into a video game? Like what? Are they Candy Crush. 
Candy Crush is not Candy Crush. First of all, any, is is owned by game, Activision, any, any and it's not on Netflix. Remote control to go left, right, and that's it. It's going to be one of those type of games, Tetris games, that kind of game, farming game. That's that's what Netflix is going to do. Come on, man. You you. Come on. But the, then it has to be original. They're, they just said Netflix I, I'm original. Just labeling, I'm labeling the type of game. I'm labeling the type of game. I'm not saying the Candy Crush, a Candy Crush, some game like that. I think Gears Five will be this fall, Shadow. One hundred percent. It'll be a. It'll be <clears throat> the last. The last gasp of Xbox One. See, I think it all depends. If Phil Spencer comes on stage and it says, "Here's our new system: the Xbox Two or the uh, the the Seven Twenty, whatever they say," he says, "This is it. This is how powerful it is," and it comes out this November or this October, that's when you're like, oh shit, because then preceding that announcement, if they say it, they go, Gears 5 coming out, day one. You know what I mean? Halo Infinite coming out December or January, right? Like here comes our first party titles for our brand new Microsoft Xbox system that's coming out. And all these games are backwards compatible Right, so if you have an Xbox One, if you have an Xbox One S, if you have an Xbox One X, you can play Halo Infinite. You can play Gears of War Five, but if you want to experience it at the best possibility, you would have to get the newest power of Xbox Seven Twenty at eight K, four K, sixty frames per second with the te- sixteen fair teraflops, thirty two, whatever, whatever they go with. If they drop that, that's what it's going to be, right? They would be stupid. They would be stupid not to make them backwards compatible for first-party title games because there's going to be a lot of people that hold off and not buy the new systems when they come out. You're going to have your hardcore people buy the new systems when they come out, but then you're going to have a slow integration of people that are like, well, I have an Xbox One. Well, first you got to tell me the price. Right. Well, I think the price, the price? The price is going to be 250 for the discless. It's going to be three to 350 for the new system, and that's going to be anywhere between five to 600 if not more, for the new Xbox One dose, okay, or whatever the hell they're calling it. That's what I think is going to be. I think you're going to have a price point going from $250 to $600. There's going to be like five systems within the within the thing. Yeah, but doesn't that, but doesn't that make you worried that the first-party titles or the multiplayer games aren't going to run correctly because people have got this widespread of fucking power <clears throat> to worry about? If you're going to play a Call of Duty or a Battlefield or a Battlefield, it all depends. Or, or, or all your Battle Royale games or or your BR games, like what what are you? What's supposed to happen if I got my systems four times faster than yours and we're playing on? A, it all depends. You know what I mean? It all depends on what their codecs that they're 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 doing it at. What that that streaming service that they're working on? What's it going to do? You know what I mean? They're talking about in other stories that we've we've covered in the past weeks. They have stuff that they're not talking about as far as groundbreaking and revolutionizing what what the gaming industry is doing right so i don't know i don't know you're right though right but remember the people that played on remember when 360 was out and xbox one came out and people were playing destiny on 360 and people were playing on xbox one the people that were playing on xbox one were playing with only people on xbox one and the people that were playing on the 360 were only playing with the people on 360 they were they were but if you if you took your character and went over to the xbox one and started playing destiny it was the same character whatever you did here 
you would turn this system on and you would have the same stuff, right? Because it was it was a it was account across because it's just your gamer tag that's linked to it, right? So it could work that way. So for instance, if you have an Xbox One X and you have Gears Five, you're only going to be playing with friends that have Xbox One X I don't on Gears that. Five. Absolutely, I don't, believe, I don't believe that. Absolutely, that's what it would be. I don't believe that. But they would be stupid. It, it, it wouldn't it wouldn't work properly because. Everybody would have different systems. You wouldn't be able to play with your friends unless you had the same exact system. I don't. I, That's I don't not true. Because right now, Xbox One X, I'm playing Monkey Plays on Xbox One X. I think Duplis is playing on Xbox One X or PC. We're playing well, Sea of Thieves. That's just because they, for, for the luck of the draw, that they have those systems. No, not no, because no. Because you're getting lumped in because no, you but, have an Xbox One. No, but what I'm saying is they're playing Sea of Thieves. We're cohesing together on three separate platforms, playing one game, and we all exist in the same world. They're already doing it, right? So I don't see any difference going forward if they have a Gears 5 and you're playing on the Xbox One Dose and I'm playing on the Xbox One X or or, or whatever it is, right? So I don't know. Where, where did you sign that tweet? Because I, I looked on some stuff before. I never caught that one. Did you say what article from where? Because I thought I saw something like that as well, but I don't remember where I saw it. And I didn't save it on my phone when I was looking. <clears throat> um, that's not going to happen, Delta. They're They're going to charge you. If you want, it, it, it's not going to make you, you you're going to have to buy the game again. So if you want the best experience, you're going to have to buy the new system with the same disc. So if you had, I don't know, Gears 5 and it came out on, on Xbox One X and then Xbox Dose comes out, you're going to have to buy Gears 5 again, but but you won't because it's on it's a bad example because it's going to be on Game Pass anyway. So, so let's, let's just talk about that just briefly. I don't want to go too deep into it, but... The fact that Microsoft, or the fact that Microsoft released an Xbox One X for no reason to test, had, we talked they, about they that. No games, no what else. It had to be for a test. It had to be. Of course it is. Look, when they come out with a prototype car and they put it out there, and they only make a hundred of them or a thousand of them, that's a test. That's what it is. It's a limited edition test, right? So if they stop making that car. That's a limited car now, and it's worth a lot of money for the people that in invested in that car ahead of time. That's what it is. If you have a new system, they're like, hey, let's make this system. Let's see who buys it. Let's see who's interested in it. What can we put in this game system to push the envelope forward to progress, right? That's what it is. That's what it is. Happens all the time in the movie industry. Someone creates a new camera. There's only like three of them in the world. They make a movie on it, and they go, that looks like the, the best thing I've ever seen. Let's start mass producing that and selling it, right? That's that's what happens. That's what happens. The most Sony has ever, yeah. The console tweak. I was just gonna say that Duplis. The Sony uh, PlayStation Three came out. It was six hundred dollars. I know that for a fact because someone bought it for us for a wedding gift back in two thousand ten. They bought a Blu-ray player, the Sony PlayStation Three, for six hundred dollars. So four ninety nine. That doesn't seem like it's very expensive. It's less than that, though, Sarge. It's like three years. It's less than that. No, no, no. 360 lasted almost 10 years. 11 years. Okay, well, there you go. Yeah, 11 years. Right? So we got used to that. We got right. used to a console lasting that long. Yeah, but this... Now the way now that the way they're talking, they're like, well, the console has to be replaced every five years. Well, Xbox One came out in 2013. Right? That's, six years. That's what yeah. we're saying. That, that's why we get a little... We're, we're a little... Per, we're like, I don't know if I want to handle the system. Yeah, but I, think about anything else that's out there 
does anything last five years? They always remake stuff, right? Well, that's that's I the business, that. right? I, I get that, but why did it last that long? I I don't know, you know? Because they had good games. They had good first-party title games and stuff. Know. Well, I wasn't old enough to care at that time. At 360? I, 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 didn't, I wasn't old enough mentally to care. I was just interested in video games. I didn't want to know why the system lasted 10 years. I didn't ask those kind of questions. Now I ask those kind of questions. I mean, you were 20. You were 20, yeah. 20, 22, 23. Yeah. Don't give a shit. Didn't give a shit why a console lasted 10 years. All I know is I had badass games for 10 years. That's all I knew. All right, so <clears throat> the next story I want to talk about, we're going to skip, not skip, we're going to move on to the next story because of time. Okay, so Dauntless is coming out for PS4, Xbox One, and PC uh, actual release date. I, I think up to this point, it's been in, what, beta? So free Monster Hunter-like game Dauntless is coming out. Dauntless, the free-to-play Monster Hunter-like action RPG for PC, has got an official release date. Developer Phoenix Labs... Where the hell did my... Okay. Sure. Uh, give me one second. <clears throat> uh, Phoenix Labs has announced that the game is originally slated to launch on PS4 and Xbox One last month, but is now hitting both consoles as well as Epic Game Store next week on May 21st. Launching alongside the game is the Season 5 Hunt Pass, uh, dubbed Hidden Blade. Similar to Fortnite's Seasonal Battle Pass, Dauntless Hunt Pass gives holders a chance to unlock special cosmetic items and other rewards with the Season Pass. The Shattered Isles will receive a makeover of the Moon Blossom Festival, and it will be a sorted of ninja-themed gear to earn. In addition to the new Hunt Pass content, Dauntless is launching next week with all the features of gameplay improvements of Phoenix Labs introduced recently as part of the game's open beta. Among those is a mastery system, which the developers say offers new ways to slayers to hone their skills, earn experience, unlock achievements, and acquire new rewards. The game's campaign has also received a massive rework. Finally, players who begin their Dauntless journey next week will have the option to picking up the new Ark Slayer pack. The bundle comes with a new set of mech-inspired armor pre premium currency and a handful of consumable items to help you out at the hunt. With the game's official launch looming, Phoenix Labs will soon be retiring the old betas a Rams Guards pack, so if you haven't picked it up those yet and you're still a fan, your last chance to do so. Dauntless is also coming to Switch and mobile devices, although no release dates uh, for those platforms have been announced yet. Uh, meantime, you can watch all this, uh, take down all the game's main behemoths in this video above. I don't know if you've played, did you play at all or know of uh, of Dauntless? Here's a GameSpot showing uh, some footage of it. Which one was Dauntless? Dauntless is, it came out before Monster Hunter. Okay, in beta, uh, it was a PC only. Okay. Oh right, right. I remember this. It's remember it's this. it's cartoony. I actually played it for a while. I think I'm like level 18 or something like that. I really liked it. I thought it was a really really good game. At some points, I actually liked this one better than Monster Hunter because Monster Hunter to me is like, um, more hardcore. Where Dauntless is more of a more of a come in, get a monster, and then leave. It doesn't take you as long to kill the monster. Um, I like the style of it too. I like the style of it too. It's a little, it's got a little <laughs> bit of World of Warcraft feel to it. Yeah, World of Warcraft, Sea of Thieves type of type of game uh, thing, maybe even Fortnite ish type of uh, style of, of of stuff. So I like it. I'm, I'm gonna play it when it comes out just to test it out on the Xbox. It's it used to it was gonna cost money, and then they decided to go into a free to play model. Um, and of course, there's gonna be microtransactions and different cosmetics that you buy and stuff like that. And again, it's free to play, so. 
have fun download it see if you like it uh and and and, and check it out now Going from that to the next one is Monster Hunter World's Iceborne will release in a new edition of the game, which will be $60. Okay, we're going to show you a bit of it as uh, soon as the commercial ends here. We got about 10 seconds. I know you were late to the to the game for Monster Hunter. Like you oh, started yeah. you started playing it, I think like a year months after you. Maybe eight months. Okay. So I'm not going to play any audio. You're just going to watch it. It's going to be down below. Um, this is the expansion pack coming out for it. Uh, it's a whole new realm, whole new like map or two maps. It's going to be a whole yeah, two different a, areas. A nice, a nice world. Yeah, but it's a $60 price tag. It's a $60 price tag. It's a $60 price tag for, an, for a DLC? It's, uh, a, it's a brand new game. And I think it's going to have this game plus the other game attached to it. I'll tell you in a second. I'm going to be reading the, uh, the thing afterwards. <clears throat> So unless someone knows different in, in, in chat, that's crazy. But well, it's sixty dollars. It's new game, right? Yeah, it's got it's got its own bosses and environments and, and new stuff, new weapons, new armor. It looks good. I used to love this game. I went back. It's an extension, an extension, not an expansion. It's an extension to it. Uh, we'll let it go be the theme song. Let it go, let it go. Da 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 da. This guy's getting his ass kicked. Is all I see. I think the snow looks good. I like the. I like the. Yeah, he's getting. Okay, get him, get him. It also uh, also added an extra difficulty. Nice. It's such a good game. I loved, even though I don't play it now. I love the mechanics when I did play it. Like when I was in it, I played it for like two and a half, three months solid. I was playing this game and I loved it. I thought, I, I thought it was fantastic. And here's the other, the other, uh, the other realm, I think. Other life in the new world. <clears throat> I don't want to get copyright striked when I load this later. I think that, I think the, the bosses and stuff. Look at this guy, man. He looks fucking cool. It looks good. Is this something you're interested in, Sarge? Will you, will you pick this up? Or are you going to wait another year after it comes out and, and, and play that? I don't know. Games, games don't hold interest like they did before, bro. There's just certain things that just don't hold my interest. <clears throat> I mean, it looks good. It looks good. Chat, what about you guys? Are you, are you uh, stoked about it? I know some of you are stoked about it. If you know the Monster Hunter series, the rank is G rank. I don't. From what I gather, it's five monsters they showed, but they said there'll be more. Well, I think over the time, I think they'll 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 do more, right? Damn, that person just got wrecked. Is that like a moose? A moose meets something else. There you go, September sixth, September sixth, two thousand nineteen. We'll see. We'll see what's going on by September. It's only three or four months away. All right, so uh, let's see. It says Monster Hunter is set to grow even bigger this year with the release of Iceborne, releasing on September 6th. The PS4 and Xbox One and the PC release coming later this in winter. You'll be able to explore a new region, um, uh, new challenges, new gear, new crafting, new expansions intended for new players. 
Capcom has plans to make it launch at a great entry point for new players to celebrate the launch of Monster Hunter World's expansion. Players uh, who haven't had a chance to dive into the game will be able to purchase the Master Edition of the game, which features all existing content along with the Iceborne expansion at launch. This edition of the game... Ah! So you get the old game plus this game for 60 bucks. So that's that's the master edition price at 60 bucks. So I'm assuming then this one is going to be like $30 expansion. That ah 40 there. There you go. You'll be able to buy the expansion separately for $40. So there you go. It's a $40 $40 expansion. That makes much more sense. I was like, "Man, 60 bucks for for an expansion." We're talking like Star Wars Battlefront lining now. I don't think any expansion would be sixty bucks. Remember, remember when they charged fifty dollars for the for the season pass? For God's sakes! Yeah, but we all but we all talked about that a year or two before that would happen. We we all talked about the hundred dollar game. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and then and then Destiny that. came before. Speaking of Destiny, we're gonna talk about Destiny for a short short time here. Uh, Destiny two. Year two, exotic catalysts in Destiny 2 are coming out. Now they got data data mined. Uh data mined. And uh I don't know. Here here's my stance on on Destiny right now, Sarge. I don't know what it is. They're coming out, and this was this is data mined, so there's new catalysts coming out. There's a black talon, Sybaris plus one, Lord of Wolves, Malfeasance, 1000 Voices, Queen Breaker, Trinity's Ghoul, uh, Two-Tailed Fox, and Wave Splitter. Okay, now I only know a couple of these guns because I don't have that many guns of these of these types. Now these are the catalysts for them. So they were data mined uh, that all these guns they don't know if they're coming out right when the next expansion comes out or are they coming over the next you know year six months or whatever. The next expansion to come out is Opulence for 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 Destiny. Right, it's the last part of the annual pass to to drop. It drops on June fourth. The next the next um, expansion that comes out has been part of year two. I thought we're going into year three. Um, well, technically it was year two. Yeah, we are going to year three, but it says, I don't know, the title of the thing says players data mine new year two exotic catalyst in Destiny 2. So we're still in year two. September is year three. So they data mined year two. So that's what we're doing, right? So they data mine this stuff. And I look at it and I go, I'm really not interested in this right now. Opulence, I'm hoping is more of a PVE. I hope it's more of the Forsaken way, not with the way they did with Gambit or the the Forge. Now, a lot of people always argue with me. They're like, well, there are, there is story elements in these expansions, but I'm not looking for play play 20 matches of Gambit, do something and unlock, and then. He gives me one line of something and says, oh, he's working with the nine or he's part of this, right? I don't I don't want that stuff. I want a expansion because this is how I play games. A game comes out. I play the story. If it, if it, if I beat it in five or six hours or eight hours, I'm done with it and I move on, right? I want that PVE content from beginning to end, finish it. And then if you want to keep going, that's that's cool. Anyone that wants to keep going can keep playing, and I'm going to wait until the next expansion comes out where there's more story elements uh, involved. I have no interest in Destiny right now. Right now, I'm a hater of Destiny. Not because I really hate Destiny. It's just the expansions. I paid $30 for the expansion. 
and I have no interest in playing the expansion, right? The annual pass. I have no inkling of of anything to play. But that's why. But that's why I don't. I don't trust. I don't trust roadmaps and and game and and your game passes. Right. I I, I don't. You you're, you're you're paying money for a promise of something. Right. Right. And by the and by the way, opulence's definition is great wealth or luxuriousness. So my my question to you is: Does that mean we're going to be overwhelmed with guns? And armor? I, I don't know. Because because when you label when you label a DLC uh great wealth and luxuriousness, I'm thinking exotic weapons, exotic armor, tons of cash, tons <clears throat> of loot. Right. Like that's how I look at it. So unless it's unless they change the loot drops and everything else starts raining or whatever else, you know, it's once again, we we hit this in the beginning of the show. The game is not constructed for storytelling to advance the player's uh, job in the game, which is to defend humanity. We're supposed to defend humanity against the great evils of the universe. Of the darkness, and right. To, and we're supposed to go out and destroy these harder and harder bosses, right? That stops. <clears throat> All it is now is content to keep me playing so I will eventually buy something in the store. Like, that's... Right. That's the purpose of the game. The purpose of the game is not to advance the story and the lore of this thing you invented. It's about just keeping you in the game with time gates and time frames that you'll accidentally want to buy something. I, mean, I want that hat. Oh, I want that armor. I want that, that shiny thing or whatever it is, whatever it is. That's why I don't care anymore. Like, for me, if you if, if you told me that we were going to go back to square one and we're going to tell the story and like the next the next chapter of the game is we started pushing out to the other uh, other bases that we had and we were building and now you got to defend the humans the NPCs you got to defend them and then find out what the boss is coming from and then you find out that where his leader is and then you have to like get enough armor and guns and reach a high enough level to where you can defeat that guy and then that's the raid like that to me is a progression for the story of destiny right not, not just a repetitive loop of hoping for a better gun and we're going to sprinkle some stuff in there destiny once again it, it sits it sits in the pedestal of greatest potential game ever never closed the it never it never closed so there's rumors going on and these are rumors that the darkness is coming they're going to this was insider information that's all take, pyramid people are coming take a grain of salt to the information the pyramid people are coming the the, the, the pyramid ships are going to come they're going to have enemies on there and there's going to be more enemies uh, class classes of enemies in that one group then all of the groups combined right so the fallen the cabal like if there's like four or five cabal different cabals and there's four or five fallen there's like four or five vex this particular race is supposed to have like 10 to 15 different types of people that you're fighting okay two one of the things says that the cabal is no longer going to be in the game as enemies they're going to be alliance now, right? They're going to be part of your side because now you're fighting against the darkness. Three, they say you're going to be part of the darkness, right? That's what the Gambit, uh, the Drifter is. He knows how to, he's like Luke Skywalker. He's dabbled in the light side and the dark side, okay? And he's going to teach you how to darken it because you've already been using the dark elements supposedly in the Gambit and the lore. 
So here's my thing. If this is true, and there is a PvPVE element to the next rendition of Destiny 3, and they do get rid of the Cabal and the Fallen, and they're not your f f um, enemies anymore, but yet they're your uh, your foes, right? They're your, uh, they're your friends. And the new guys come in. All I can hear in my head is a reset. Is a reset. No one's thinking about this, but they're going to reset everything again. Meaning all the weapons you have right now, all the catalysts that you get right now, all the stuff that you get right now will be for not once again right which you'll start back over because they'll have cool weapons on the dark side and they'll have cool weapons on the light side and they'll have all this other stuff and that's all i that's all i hear in my head because nothing proves to me otherwise that they wouldn't do it for a third time right they wouldn't do it for a third time and i don't know if i could deal with that if they if they said it because i said if they reset me again Okay, where I lose everything because the tower that I'm in now blows up. Okay, there's a mission that you go back to the old tower. Okay, to, for 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 a weapon in the next in this in this latest update that they did. And I'm like, well, why can't you just go back and get the blueprints now and find weapon parts and stuff of the other weapons that you already you blew up, right? So I don't know if they're gonna do this, but here's one of the things that's looking closer and closer. I said years ago that if the darkness comes and we do get the darkness, I said you might be able to pick. A fallen character to be a guardian okay i said like imagine having the forearms and you're a guardian you have guns and different things that you could do and you're you're a fallen character right oh that that would be too cool bro we can't do that if they did that i might come back in and play even though i know it's the same shit over and over and they resetted me but i'd be okay with it because if i pick that character it's a brand new character anyway so i wouldn't have all my weapons and all the stuff that i had before right because it really doesn't fucking matter that you what you've did all the other times you're still just a character playing a game that gets resetted every three years but, well but like i said it, it it has it has so much potential to do something with that universe and they 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 fell they fell off their entire track of what they wanted to do now i understand that they're by themselves now they're doing their own thing i get it completely i get it but at the same time I, I really don't believe that they are going to put into the game enough content that will make you want to stay. I believe right now this is basically lifeboat stuff, and they have a majority of their guys working <laughs> on Destiny 3. Yeah, but even if they do this, right? Even if they do this, okay, Destiny 3 comes out. They have old Chicago. They have old Detroit. Okay, but they're getting rid of the EDZ. They're getting rid of the Cosmodrome. They get let's, rid of Titan. Here, right. It's let's just it's just this here. to this to this. Instead of going, here's Destiny 2 now. Oh, old yeah. Chicago. So now you have EDZ and then Chicago this, and, and this, Detroit and this. and this. No, it's just going to be it's just going to be that. That's what it is. I, I, that's 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 the downfall for me. That's the downfall. I mean, they. Everyone always talks about reusing old assets in a new way. I mean, I don't see why you wouldn't want to go back to the moon for a reason, but not like exactly the same moon. Like a few new, a few just new the other areas. side of the moon. Yeah. Like yeah, it's like another thing about you're going back to the moon or you're going back to here. Like just 
anything to but, keep the game expansive but, so like you actually feel like you're going someplace yeah but wouldn't it be cool if you went back to the moon the exact locations you had but since the cabal attacked it's all blown up and different things are there now and they add more to it so there's an actual different thing so now the chamber below where the hive war is completely fucking annihilated it looks completely yeah, different it's different right do you it's know what i mean yeah. i would be okay with that because it progresses with the actual story correct i, I agree with you like i i still i what i still want is the main mission of the guardians to be at the forefront of the story which is that we're supposed to be protecting humanity I, I would like to see like NPC bases on these other planets that you guys have, and then as as part of the uh, community events that happen, like you're supposed to protect a human settlement, and then maybe you have NPC guardians help you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like maybe if you like maybe like I'm just once again I'm just spitballing. Maybe if you find the pieces of the of the mission that you need, you can insert whatever words you want here. If you insert it, if you find the pieces that you need for this planet, then on the planet that you're on, because you did the mission, that when you activate the actual event, like the base is more defended, like it has guns on it now, like and stuff. So like when you have to fight, you're, it's overwhelming odds. But since you found all the pieces, the base is more fortified. It's got turrets. It's got guns. The NPCs show up. And so like you can hold off the attack as opposed to. You visiting the planet, knowing it's getting attacked, you haven't done the mission yet, and the human base keeps getting annihilated. And you know what I'm saying? Like consequences to to the action. Like, I'm not saying complicate the game a lot, but I'm still under the impression that that if I die, like if I'm with a fire team and I die, I should have some type of negative aspect happen. Oh, yeah. Right? There should be a reason that if I die, <laughs> then I get an, a negative I, I get a negative uh, experience thing and I have to get my experience out of it before I can continue leveling or I lose a weapon or I lose a piece of armor that I can't use like something that, that, yeah, that would... lowers my something that lowers my skill so I have to switch weapons or I can't use the same thing over and over guns again guns broke right? right something just just any little thing that to, right. to attribute the fact that I lost cuz if you die nothing matters right i'm just i'm just i'm coming back again how how badass cool. i would love that I would love, now that you just said that, let's say I'm using, uh, I don't know, the Outbreak Prime, okay? I'm fighting, I'm fighting, I'm fighting, and all of a sudden I get whacked and I die, okay? But now my gun is broke, and now I can't use that gun until I repair it, and you can't repair it unless you use certain things, so you have to switch guns and use a different gun while you're in the thing. So that stops you from being gung-ho Rambo type thing. Yeah, that'd be good. I would. I personally would I mean, like it's that. It's a little bit. It's a little bit of an RPG thing. I mean, like, what? what give me, give me some type of penalty for dying. Just well, something. It's Just, not really a durability delta. But, but don't, but don't, but don't make it too complicated. And, and at the same time, make it so. Remember when there was a void, a void thing. For Hence why you have weapon parts. Sorry, go right. ahead. Yeah, exactly. So, you know the thing that happened during the not the raids, the the. The, what's the the hardest strike called? What was the hardest strike called? The hardest. Oh, uh, you're talking about nightfall. Nightfall. Okay. So like during the nightfall. Okay. Remember they give you like a void burn, and then like you all deck out yourself. No, it's already in the game, Dupless. It's already in the game. Right. Like you know, like you know that when you decked out all in void, and you just go in and fucking crush guys. Right. Like you that sense of power thing. Okay. Well, that can happen again. Just that you have to figure out when. <clears throat> 
like where what area can do that and you're like okay well this area is really hard but we realize that if we deck ourselves out in this we can get through it easier like that type of stuff like you have to give reasons for a game like this you have to give reasons for the power trip and this is a, this is a repeat conversation that's the part that's missing for me right you're either like, on the struggle bus or you get the right gear for the right thing and then you don't yeah, struggle it's like it's i don't get the i'm i'm 10 points lower than you in light level and, and and the light level really doesn't mean anything but because i'm 10 points down i can't kill anybody you're gear checked right right i'm gear checked it doesn't like that that part of the mechanic of the game to me is now broken based on what they keep doing like you're a level then you got a light level well both of them don't mean anything right i i i personally <clears throat> i i think it, they the, the gear parts to repair your weapons are already in the game dupless it's already in the right, game it's weapon that? parts you have weapon parts. You have weapon parts. You break down weapons to repair yeah, your yeah, weapons. That's what weapon that's what it would be. Right. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be adding another currency. It would just there's be no currencies. Yeah, there's no currency. It was already in the game. Right? Because there's no there's no penalty for dying. Zero. Zero penalty for dying. It's just you die and you're like, oh I'm back. Here I come. Right? Imagine maybe maybe you die three times before your weapon breaks. Whatever. Right? It does less damage, something, right? But not like not like ridiculous right away. But like if you get <laughs> nuked, like you get nuked and you die, like you get hit by some kind of super blast or whatever, then your gun's broke. You wouldn't need to add another currency. Or though. your armor piece is broke. Right. Like it's it's just. Something. I don't know. I think that that would be interesting. Hey, there's there's so many there's so many avenues uh, the, you can take besides <laughs> doing. I'm just killing guys to find the better gun. The the rumor. And if anybody can tell me what the other purpose of the game is right now. I'm just killing guys to find a better version of the gun, right? That's all we're doing right now, correct? That's all you guys are doing. Right. So rumors are are, are, are bubbling up. It the, the predictions that we made years ago about the faction wars looks like it might be true for Destiny 3 when it comes out. They're talking they're talking about like planet side type stuff in the game where factions factions? where where factions will take over certain places and stuff so we'll see what happens going forward there see i would like i would here's another one mike i would like it to be where there's a faction war and you have to pick a side and not and you 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 have to pick a side your your account picks a side not your character right so you you don't get to do all three every week because correct you're gonna cry if you you don't know pick a side right? right like you have to pick a side right you pick a side and if your team wins then that faction gets the ability to go to this planet and fight the stuff that's on there because you guys were chosen because you were the best to send, right? right? The best warriors out of this battle. We find out that Dead Orbit is the best. Now, and here, and here's here's the hard part that everyone will cry about, and I know because I I try to make things a little too realistic. But when you go on a faction-based mission, like the faction is sending you to this planet to kill whatever's there and no other faction can go for that week just them okay and not only do you only get to go but you have to be in faction gear when you go yeah so that means you have to be hunting for the best faction gear and sent you there right now you don't get you don't get to bring everything you are and every fucking thing there is you get to bring the faction gear and you have to make it work right that's the challenge yeah that's the challenge and then he said you and then when you win when you win, you get the best version of the faction that you represent. And not every gun for every week, right. but like a piece of armor for that week. I, I'd be good with that. Right. 
a reason <laughs> to do what is in the game. A reason to do. And they still haven't figured it out yet, bro. They still haven't figured out what to do in that game. I can't believe after this much time, there is no faction war. I can't understand. Six years. It'll be six years I, soon. I don't understand why you would not put you. You put the factions in there. You explain what they are. Full faction. Right. Full faction. Full faction gear. Yeah, no. Full faction, Delta. Like, if I'm dead orbit and I have and I and I win and I win this, and they send you on a mission. That's your faction. You don't get to bring all the rest of your shit. You got to dress up in your faction. Use the weapons. Use the armor. Weapons, yep. You got to fucking go, and you got to go. That's what it is. That's what a faction is. This is our shit. Yeah, you wouldn't be screwed. That that it would give you a reason to find the guns right. of the faction, right? right? And to and upgrade those guns and that armor, and then I get to go. It's it's not a time <clears throat> gate. It's a it's a reason to find shit. I. I I I really really want to just be in the room with them and just give them every idea I have and let them take it at this point. I just don't get what you want to do with this game. Like if if you want people to play the game for the sake of buying items and not tell a story anymore, then for God's sakes, put the stuff in the game that makes them want to play. Faction war, faction sending this way, team based stuff. Then, then maybe one week out of the month, instead of doing Iron Banner, you do an actual faction Armageddon where you log on, whatever faction you had picked, that's you. You don't get to jump around, and then it's all PvP for, like, that day or that weekend, where and everyone's fighting everybody, right? And, and no matter what's going on, you're fighting the missions, and if other people show up, their tag is red, and everyone's fighting everyone. Maybe yeah. it's just for the weekend. Right. Maybe it's just for the weekend. And then we tally up the scores at the end. Yep. Just to see just for shits and giggles to see what's up. Yep. All right. Going from Destiny, going to another game that just dropped uh the beta from their online is Red Dead Redemption 2 online beta, now just online. So <clears throat> right. Now I did say I, I had to find the video, but I'm pretty sure I said they would drop it sometime in May. Okay, I said either in March or May they would drop the beta in beta and make it full release and what they did. Now with this, they added more co-op campaign. So I think there's like five total missions. Um, so there's there's a beginning of it uh, and then two, two um, bad ones and then two good ones. And then there's the end one. So there's, there's five total, I believe. Uh, there's more free roam missions. There's poker. Poker's pretty cool. So you can play with just your friends in a private server with uh, with poker. Or you can do a $25 buy-in at a poker table for public. Okay? And it's actually pretty cool. You play with other people and you're playing actual poker. It's pretty fun. There's more posse versus. Okay? So in the posse versus, you can have a competition of fishing. You have a competition of herb hunting or a competition of hunting. Right? So whoever gets the the most weight overall. So if you kill 10 things and I kill five things and my five things weigh more than your 10 things, then I would win, right? So that's what that is there. Extra additions, they have a, a new revolver. They have a lot more clothing um, as far as, as that goes. Now, what they're talking about in the future update coming forward um, on May 21st, 
They're going to have new free roam missions and clothing on May 21st. And on May 28th, there'll be new content for free roam showdown modes, followed by June 4th by another showdown mode. And they're also adding a railroad barren free roam event focused around capturing cars on a train that's moving through uh, through the map. Okay. Now, I want to bring this to your attention here because I, I, uh, I predicted this. I, I predicted this. So I'm gonna I'm gonna find I'm gonna find it real fast. Here it is. This is my video, and I think I said it somewhere along right about here. As well. Basically it's like last type of timer. Let me so if the train gets Okay, here it is. I don't know if you guys can hear it. Take it over. Okay, and you could spawn there. Okay. If you have no carts uh that you can spawn in, you would have to ride back up on the train. All right, hold on. Let me on the train start gaining points so as soon as you climb on the train you start clicking points for your team okay the team will fight each other okay and then when you die you have to either catch the train again by riding your horse back onto it or if your team happened to capture one of the carts so it's like a capture the flag type thing you take it over okay you could spawn there okay if you have no carts uh that you can spawn in you would have to ride back up on the train okay while you're on the train, each cart can be captured and you can gain points for your team as well. Basically, it's like last type of the timer. So if the train gets to a certain location, instead of like, you know, like 10 minutes, maybe it's going from like uh, Rhodes At to St. Uh, Denis. I'm like fucking Notre Dame over uh, here with, with video games. Like okay. Maybe it's a, it's a longer trip, whatever. Okay. I think that would be pretty cool. Okay. That was my prediction on December 3rd of 2018 okay the game came out i played it i actually thought about it in like november i didn't make that video until later okay you go watch that whole prediction i did a whole bunch of other predictions that they should have added to the game in the, it's called red dead redemption 2 online ideas and add-ons that's on my youtube channel so <clears throat> i called it i called it and here they are bringing in a railroad barren free roam event focused around capturing cars on a train that's moving through the map. Uh, June 11th update will also include another showdown mode and host clothing additions in the store, some of which limited time. The summer update is going to be adding... I am an oracle. You should, you should praise me and my ideas that I have. I'm telling you. I, there's someone around the world making millions of dollars just going to studios giving them ideas like this, and I'm doing it for free right yeah there is no spoon okay so the first roles that they're introducing into this okay is a bounty hunter okay the bounty hunter hunts down wanted criminals the second role is the collector searches the world for treasure and then sells their finds and then finally there's the trader who builds a business at their camp i like this a lot i like this a lot oh i can't 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 hear you can't hear you sarge there you go you're good you're good i'm pretty sure i mentioned classes a while back right right so i like this a lot now here's the thing with red dead online i think the game is a fantastic vision of what the game could be okay with them adding classes like this it's almost like role playing okay now there was another article i couldn't find but the creators of Grand Theft Auto said in an article, they said they're really interested in the role-playing aspect that people have done in Grand Theft Auto, right? But they didn't introduce that into Grand Theft Auto. 
the community created its own and created their own character and their persona. And then the people that role play, they're not doing anything to level up. They're not doing anything. They're just literally in their own servers being a person. If they're a drug dealer, if they're a car dealer, if they're a mechanic, if they're just a whatever. Okay. So they finally tapped into this after six years of Grand Theft Auto and like four years of actual role playing. Okay. And they're implementing this now. And I, I think the reason they're doing this is because a lot of people just don't know what they could be. So this is just the start. They're giving you Bounty Hunter. Uh, they're giving you Collector. And they're giving you uh, Trader. I would love to have a business like they have in Grand Theft Auto. Like you own a nightclub. You own a, uh, a, a weapon ring. You open... In Red Dead Redemption, it doesn't have to be so chaotic like that, like your missile dealership or or something like that. In this, it could be very simplistic, but at the same time, you want to be a thief? You go up a skill tree or something as a thief, so you do thief things. If you want to be an outlaw, or I'm sorry, uh, a lawman, okay, you go up a skill tree to be a lawman. You start off as a, as a deputy, right, and, and you move your way up as sheriff. Okay, so when you are online, you were talking about this a little bit earlier, Sarge. Let's say I'm online, I'm around Armadillo, right? Someone robs Armadillo. That's my district. I have to stop the criminal or thief, and I get XP for doing what I'm doing. They get XP for doing what they're doing, and if I get killed, of course I don't get any more XP. They succeed, I don't succeed. If I stop them from doing what they're doing, they still get XP, but they're not successful at what they're doing. And then it builds up this whole economy and 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 uh and and traits that people are doing right think like star wars galaxies that we always talked about which in my mind is they, still they the greatest to, right they have to do something with red dead in order to get people to want to play i think i think it should be where if like like for instance like if you're the trader i think maybe the highest level of a trader is you get to run your own saloon like that type of thing right right and then once you own your own saloon, when you're online doing the things that you do for saloon, that somebody else who's a thief or a, a bounty or, or like a robber gets your gets your saloon as a mission. Right. 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 So like when you're online, the mission now is to rob his saloon. Right. Right. So now either you defend your saloon. If there's a sheriff online that is in from that town who assigned to that town, he's got to defend it. Maybe he's got a couple NPCs. And by the way, you can buy your own NPCs to guard your town, to guard your saloon, right? Now, it, it, it counts as a body count plus the stealing, right? So if you steal and you get away, then you get the XP. I get the XP for killing some guys, but I don't get a lot of XP. But if I defend and you don't get the steal from me, then I get most of the XP. You get a little bit of XP, but I get the most of it. Right. And, but if everybody dies on the team before anything happens, then the other team automatically wins because everybody's dead. Right. You can't stop me from stealing. I think it would be so good. There's so many things you can do. So many things. One, have your own house. Right. Have your own house in the game. I don't know why they still haven't implemented this yet. Considering they already have the technology in Grand Theft Auto online, why they can't implement it in the, in in this is, be is beyond me, right? Is is beyond me. Two, I think it'd be cool to own like a farm, right? Maybe like a stable where here's what you do, right? I understand on online, they want you to make your bars of gold and, and horses and stuff, and they want you to go, but what about if, I, if I'm a herder and I herd horses, I have to go out in the wild and my job is to get experience by finding horses, breaking them in, and breaking them, them in, bringing them back to my stable and then selling them. And then people on the server can come to your actual stable, okay? 
and then buy your actual horse. Okay, now obviously, if I'm a stable owner and you're a stable owner and I own the same stable that you own in the same server, it won't let you. It'll say, someone's already in your spot. We're gonna put you in a different server. You still own it, but now you're in a different server, right? There's so many different ways. How cool would it be to run a bar and you need ingredients and herbs to make the certain drinks, right? So you can go out yourself and get the herbs and stuff, or, or you, can, you go, or you can pay, or you pay someone to go out and, and do it. Okay. Well, if you pay someone to do it, and then they do their job, they come back and they sell it to you, and then you sell the profits, and then the, you buy the alcoholic beverages. If you're you come in the saloon, you buy beverages. It helps the person that's buying it, which then gives you XP, which then gives you money, and so on and so forth. And then when makes an economy, and so on and so forth. There's so many possibilities they can do with Red Dead Redemption, and I can tell you right now, they're going to do none of them. They're going to do none of them. They're, they're going to start off with the bounty hunter. They're going to start off with the collector and the trader, and then it's just going to kind of fade away, and they might give you like, oh, you're going to be uh, a thief, and that's it. They're, they're yeah, going to give you. But, but once again, the, the, the main problem is, is that the number of people that want to exist in the Wild West as a, as a premier way of entertaining themselves is not as great as there are people that are living in the present day world in GTA five, getting to fly planes and helicopters and steal right. shit. Like, it's not the same, right? It's not the same, right? There's not 3,700 different types of cars. There's eight different kinds of horses and they're painted different colors. Okay. <laughs> it's not the same. So you have to find a way to make the game interesting enough that makes me want to play. So their class system is one way because if I have to level up in each class, that takes some time, right, bro? Right. If I got to level up in each class, but that would mean there's levels inside each class now. So it, now we're now we're changing the mechanics of the game, right? Right. Now we're changing the mechanics of the game because now I would need to reach a level in that class, and maybe I get different I get different abilities when I reach a certain level, just like I get different abilities when I reach a certain level in the game, right? Right. And so what what do we have to do? I personally don't think it's going to have the same kind of following. I have never thought that that Red Dead 2 was going to have a following like GTA 5. It's just not. But it but it 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 can have a good lifespan with this game if they do it correctly, right? It has a, it has a good <laughs> lifespan right now. It made a shit ton of money. Well, it still made a, it okay. sold a million copies over the last uh, 6 months. So. Right, but it has sold a shit ton of 20, copies. 24 million of, copies, yeah. Plenty of money, okay? Plenty of money. And whatever they decide to do in their half-ass beta, not beta, stop lying to me about beta gameplay of their online version, right? But you have to give me a reason to want to buy the gold. If I want to <laughs> skip something to reach the highest level, what's the point of me giving you money to do it? Right. Well, they also have to figure out a way because... The businesses and stuff that they add to the game, you can't... I shouldn't be able to be all three. Like, I can't be a bounty hunter, a collector, and a trader, right? It has to be where you pick a class, and then you scale up that class. And then if you switch classes from bounty hunter to collector, then you lose everything you did in bounty hunter. Because if I could be all three and master all three, then there would be no reason to have an economy and all these different classes, because then everyone's everybody, right? If I'm a trader, then I don't need to depend on you to be a trader. If I'm a bounty hunter, then I don't need to depend on you being a bounty hunter. There has to be different classes. There has to be a good 10 to 15 jobs that you can pick from, and here's why. If there's only 16 people per server, okay, 
there has to be as much jobs as people on the server that way if you have 16 people on there's one guy that's a bartender there's one guy that's a doctor there's yeah, one that, guy that's the bounty you know, hunter you know it's not gonna work. no you know I, gonna I understand work. that but what i'm saying is there could potentially be one of each character of those things so if you have 24 characters on a server if they if they ramp it up you have one of each person you have multiple thieves you have multiple lawmen whatever it is but there needs to be some sort of pull and give otherwise if everyone's a bounty hunter if everyone's a fucking trader then what's the point but but that's but that's the whole that's the whole reason why we have these discussions is because they want a game to last for years. There's no way to come up with content after the initial content push of the of the original game. There's no way to keep up with content with people who are into a game because they will fucking ravage the content as soon as it comes out. Right. Right. They have to decide. They have to stop wasting resources trying to prolong a game and lying to the public while they're making another game in the back end, okay? Make a game, sell a game. Make a game, sell a game. And I'll even, I'll, I'll even give them this much more. Make a game, sell a game, make a DLC, sell a DLC, right? No problem. But this constant trying to keep up with people's aspirations <laughs> and, the, and the content hunger that they have, especially if they like a game, is not gonna happen. It's impossible, it's impossible. All right, and that is the end of episode 170, Generation X Gaming, a weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories from the past week, and we rant along the way. We're here live every single Thursday or most Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern at Mixer.com slash 30 and Still Gaming. You can join us each week at 8 p.m., or if you miss us, you can listen to the past broadcasts on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Anchor.fm. The links are below um, actually, yeah, we can put it in chat. The people that are here are already here. So, but you can hit it up at anchor.fm. Um, please listen to the past broadcast. Fox listened to episodes one and two from four years ago, uh, and said that you predicted GameStop's failure 18 minutes in the front of the first episode. <laughs> so, so there, there's definitely lots of stuff we've talked about over the years that we've predicted that have come true. Did you did you want to talk about that the two companies making something like we never talked about that we skipped over it? Uh, no, it's 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 the one yeah Sony and Microsoft. I'll give you a, a brief description real fast. It's Sony and Microsoft team up to develop a game content streaming service. Um, yeah, I'll read the article as, as much as I can. Sony and Creative Entertainment Company with solid foundation and technology. We co collaborated closely with a multitude of content creators with capture the imagination of people around the world. And through the cutting edge technology, we've proved the tool to bring the dreams of vision and reality. Sony president CEO um, said the statement, for many years, Microsoft has been key business partner for us. Though the course of the two companies also have been competing in some areas, I believe that our joint development of future cloud solution will contribute greatly to the advancement of interactive content. The partnership at this point is a strictly um, understanding which the companies said they enable them to explore the potential use of Microsoft's Azure uh, data centers to support Sony's online service, as well as joint development of the new hardware and AI technology. More long-term and announcement suggestions, a mixed Sony hardware cutting-edge image sensor and semiconductors of Microsoft's Azure 
uh, AI cloud technology, the parties will explore incorporation of Microsoft advanced AI platform and tools in the Sony customer's product to provide highly intuitive and user-friendly AI experiences. Sony has also always been a leader in both entertainment and technology, and the collaboration we announced today builds the history of innovation. Our partnership brings the power of Ezra and the Ezra AI to Sony to deliver new gaming and entertainment experiences for customers, Microsoft uh, CEO Nadell said. Game consoles typically fall outside of our preview uh, or purview, the potential impact of partnership on gaming as a whole through the advance in streaming AI cloud technology and the promise of better development platforms for the content creator community. It's enormous prediction of the final console generation have been kicking around for years. Ubisoft CEO Yabs, I can't even pronounce that, said last year that he thinks the next console generation will likely be the last, but this may be the biggest step yet going towards making the outcome of reality. So these guys are working together to make a streaming service together. That might be killing off consoles. So that's what they're doing. Well, that's this is this is the direction that we're headed. Which we said that they were going to make it all digital anyway. But once again, this is listen, this this is just somebody else who wants a piece of the forty-three billion dollar pie. Well, these are already people that are already major contributors in the forty-three billion dollar price. Yeah, but the, but but if you make a service, that's a reoccurring monthly payment, not not selling games. Right. Right. That's and then. And then if they don't make consoles, then they're not losing their asses on R&D research. They're just giving it to you, right? That's correct. And they can charge you a premium price because now you're not paying for a console. And they, can, and they can raise the digital prices up, which then gives you each game might be $70 now to make up for the price of the console that you didn't purchase because you can just play it on your television set, right? That's correct. All right. So that's <clears throat> that's that. Uh, again, you can listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Anchor.fm. Appreciate you guys very much. We'll see you guys on the next one. Make sure you follow Sarge and Sarge McCluskey. Follow me on 30 and Still Gaming uh, at all the platforms, YouTube, uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter, and whatever else. All right. See you guys in the next one. Take care, guys. two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming.